Welcome to The Nine Line, your news and information source for healthcare-related issues impacting Southern Nevada veterans, and a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. And now, here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Hi, welcome to The Nine Line Podcast. I'm your host, John Archiquette, and joining me is Joshua Gray. Hi, John. How you doing? I'm doing great. Back, uh, back on the show, and we have a new guest. You know, a we, new guest. We, we've been getting a lot of repeat guests, we have. which is always good. Yeah, but um, it's nice to have some some new fresh faces in here. So, mm-hmm. welcome to the Women's Veterans Program Manager, uh, Cindy Clements Miller. Hi, hi everybody. How happy are you to doing? Be here. Good. 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 We're happy to have you here. Normally we have two guests, but you you know you bring enough stuff uh, <laughs> for two people here. So um, first of all, welcome to our show, and also welcome to VA South Nevada Healthcare System because you. Uh, you got here fairly recently, right? Yes, I just moved out here in January this year from Tennessee. I worked at the Tennessee Valley VA there in transition and care, and prior to that, I worked at the Tampa um, VA for about eight years and then um, transferred to Tennessee, which is my home state. You may not be able to tell. I would have never guessed <laughs> that. Not at all. But, um, so, in go Vols. <laughs> so, um, so we came on out because my husband's family lives out here and, you know, um, we wanted to be around to help with caregiving and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is a beautiful VA. It's probably the most modern one I've been at. And I, you know, this is my third, so. Well, first of all, um, I hope you guys beat Florida this weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Second of all, welcome to Las Vegas. Thank you. Know, you. For a lot of us, um, you know, this isn't necessarily our first home, but we've kind of made it home. So, you know, that's it's always great to have new faces and, and, and you know, fresh blood who've, who's brought experiences from other VAs to this new facility here because mm-hmm. we are lucky enough to have one of the, the newest facilities in the country. Um, and welcome to the Women's Health Program. So what brought you to Women's Health? Um, well, my daughter is a veteran. She's a um, female veteran down in Tampa. She goes to Tampa VA. She um, served in the Navy four years right after the war started. So her, all her time was spent overseas. And, um, you know, I just remember she went in at 19 and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, my daughter, she's so brave. And here she is, you know, just leaving, flying out of the nest, but going overseas to fight. So I thought this is this is how I can serve and, you know, make her as proud of me as I am of her. So I applied to the Tampa VA and started work there. That was about 14 years ago. And so um, women veterans are a little bit special to my heart, you know, because of uh, the fact that I have a, a daughter that served. Well, it's always nice when you have, you know, the connection, whether you served or have loved ones that served, you know, makes the, you know, the mission more important, mm-hmm. I think. It does. So you really hit the ground running when you first got here. Um, I know that you started planning all kinds of events and programs and things. Um, this week was the the first Women's Veterans Town Hall, mm-hmm. and you were the you know you were the mastermind behind that. Uh, how did that go? Um, it went very well. We had about twenty ladies. Um, you know, we had a few glitches. It was our first time. We're going to be doing um, women um, gender specific town halls twice a year. And we'll be doing four focus groups a year, every, one every quarter. And because we really just want to focus on having our ladies tell us what they want and how we can better shape their health care. Because, you know, women are, are different, of course, from men, and their health care needs are different as well. So, 
So that's what we want to do is try to get that feedback, get it um, for us here at the facility, get it up to Washington, to VACO, because they can shape and literally make law. And there are some new laws ro rolling out. Um, we had the Deborah Sampson Act this year, and up the road, we are seeing in that law that some childcare may be provided for our women veterans so they can come to their appointments and drop their kids at a safe place and not bring them maybe to the hospital. So, Real quick for those who are, who are unaware, what is the Deborah Sampson Act? Um, the Deborah Sampson Act rolled out earlier this year and that included a lot of funding for our women veteran. Um, I believe they gave, Congress gave VACO Women's Health about $40 million and so they were able to roll that out. Um, they passed the law that we would do two um, public town halls and the four focus groups and that we would bring that information back to them so that they could better shape the health care that our women hope to have in the future. And so um, I don't know how to explain it any better than that. I've read the act, but it's, you know, it's a law, so it's kind of legal jargon. But um, I know when we when we do town halls with kind of the the populace as a, as a whole that we serve here, um, sometimes they can get kind of contentious, right? Because uh, people generally don't come in and talk to these town halls mm -hmm. unless they have an issue. So, what would tell me a little bit about what the mood was like at, at your town hall? Was it was it very um, friendly? Was what was it like? Well, we um, did it virtually on WebEx, and so we got started on time. I had some speakers lined up um, because I wanted. One of the things I heard in my first focus group was, we don't know what services you offer. Nobody ever tells us. We didn't know we, you know, had benefits. We don't know what those benefits are. So in this town hall, I really wanted to tell them about some of the new programs that were developing for them to come and um, some of the funding that we requested from the grant funding um, is going to develop a lot of new programs here for women. And so I wanted them to have that info. And so we had uh, Dr. Daisley spoke a little bit about COVID and um, he went a little long. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was a little complex, but he's an excellent speaker and he's on the COVID team. So he gave some great information to our women about how COVID and the vaccines impact them specifically. And that would be that um, when women have had the vaccine and they're breastfeeding, they can pass immunity to their child. And so that's a really great thing. But it can also, for up to six weeks, um, ha they can, if women have a mammogram scheduled, it can give a false positive. So we wanted them to know that, um, hey, you know, if you have, you might want to delay scheduling a mammogram until about eight to 12 weeks after having the vaccine. It in no way impacts you or harms you. It's just that that can be one of the side effects of having the shot. So I wanted that info to get out and we had um, a lineup of great speakers. We had um, Charlene Dagan from Whole Health and she spoke about Thrive and what's rolling out with Whole Health. And we had Dr. Caldi from Physical Therapy and she's developing two great new programs for women. and. Um, so I wanted her to talk about that and Women's Health funded her. She applied for a grant and we funded her for that grant for these two programs. And so she's gonna be getting a lot of new state-of-the-art equipment. 
And so um, then I also had Carla Blair, and she's a physician assistant with pain management. And she does yoga and acupuncture. And so she is going to be doing a women's clinic for that starting, I believe, in October. I think she said October 7th. So what they're going to do is devote one day just only for a women's clinic and offer those complementary integrated health modalities. We're hoping eventually to get massage therapy too. So really we're expanding and growing based on what we hear back from you know, our ladies. Talk a little bit about the Thrive program. I heard you mention that. I know that's been something that's been talked about quite a bit. Um, I know with our director's message last week, um, they had a, a, one of the nurse practitioners mm-hmm. come in and talk about that. So, Shelling, yeah. Covington. Mm-hmm. So for, for those who didn't listen to the director's message last week, uh, talk a little bit about what the, Th- the Thrive program is. Oh, my gosh. It's this amazing program. I was lucky enough to be able to um, go to um, through the training myself. Um, Charlene asked me to as a backup to teach in case. And um, it's so it's a 14-week program. And it's, um, the veterans can come in um, once a week on Tuesdays for two hours. And it really focuses on all the quadrants of whole health, which is about eight different quadrants. And so they just focus on that. It's very positive. It's based on positive psychology. And um, it's based on, um, there's, a couple of different methods they use to help veterans break down and be very mindful about it. So, for instance, when you have an issue, say mental health, that can impact pain in your body. The pain can impact your sleep. Sleep can impact your relationships because you're not getting enough of it and you might be cranky with the people that you know and love. Yeah, Josh. So... (laughs) So um, he looks well rested. I get I plenty mean, of sleep, thank you very much. <laughs> and so, um, so it, it just shows how each thing that can be wrong, and it's also focused on instead of asking our ladies when they come in, "What's matter with you?" and "What are you here for today?" We ask, "What matters most to you?" and "What do you want to focus on?" and that really helps them break down exactly where they might be in that quadrant and then they can see how wow you know I didn't know that postponing this back surgery impacted the fact that I can no longer go anywhere with my family and I'm waving goodbye at the door all the time because I'm in too much pain to go hiking and then that impacts the relationship the intimacy and the closeness of being with your family so it just kind of rolls out and can really impact the whole quadrant in every area so when you're mindful of it and you learn the techniques that they're teaching and get some of that complementary integrated health, um, you can improve that one area. Maybe you decide to go get that surgery instead of postponing it. And then it improves all of the other quadrants. And so that's what Thrive is. It's about our women thriving. And we rolled it out Women's Health First. It will eventually roll out for the men veterans. It's a great program. Tampa started it, and um, they've really perfected it. And um, go Tampa. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just a beautiful program. It's so positive and uplifting and upbeat. So I, I would recommend it to anybody. And we're the second facility in the country that's, that's bringing mm-hmm. this out, right? A lot of other facilities are hoping to roll it out, but we rolled it out this um, in the month of September. 
So what's what what kind of delays that from what, what's the the thing that prevents other people from doing it? Like we're doing it, and we're is it just because we're first and we could, we're able to do it, or is there something holding other people back? Well, um, sometimes they don't have um, the support from their leadership. We happen to have a lot of support from our leadership here, and. Um, that can delay it because there's a lot of different things this is like what they call a shared appointment so you can do up to 15 women in one class per week and you have a a nurse practitioner a doctor teaching the courses along with a mental health psychologist or a therapist teaching and then other people come in like chaplain for spirituality because that is one of the quadrants and then also nutrition we have a dietitian that comes in and teaches that one And so it's a lot of moving parts, but then you have to build up how you're gonna um, code for that and how you're gonna chart for that. Because it's a group appointment, there is um, coding credit for 15 people in two hours. And so that's a positive thing for the facility, but you gotta build all of that into the software of the CPRS system. And so, I know that's probably really boring explanation. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like to I like to ask that question anytime I hear that we're doing something that other facilities aren't, just because you know it makes us it makes us look good. You and know, and it's you like, know, Charlene's it's, determined. Yeah. She's whole you know single handedly developing this whole whole health program, and she was really determined to get this up and running. And we ha- we happened to get the funding and was able to give her some funding from Women's Health um, Vision, and um, she she's rolling it out and getting it going and so we're excited to be able to say Mm -hmm. especially because they have a monthly call even when you graduate from thrive you get to go back every month so we're excited to be able to go yes we're doing it we're doing it we're making our way and we're hoping it'll get as good as tampa's because theirs is really excellent well, it's, it's great that you guys are able to have, like, those follow-up, you know, sessions, too, so people can still kind of check in so that, you know, they know there's a continuation of care, that it doesn't just end when the, the class ends. Um, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of, like, group-focused activities between this and, like, the, the, the actual focus groups themselves. Um, are you seeing a lot of positive feedback from doing group sessions? Um, well, the focus groups are, we typically will select a, a specific focus. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes to us from our women. In one focus group, somebody can make a statement about, gosh, I really wish I would have known that then. And then we think, okay, our next focus group, we're going to focus on this. And then we're going to come in and we're going to bring a subject matter expert and we're going to do this group with the women and get their feedback. And the focus groups are great because they're very closed and they're very anonymous and they can say whatever they want in a safe place. And we we do... Um, take that feedback back but it's very anonymous it's provided to vaco washington and then also our leadership because we want them to know what our women are saying about rva we want them to come and um, receive their services here so so yeah a lot of it is on um, focused on groups because you can um, see more people in a group in one hour than you can one person you know um at a time and get that information back and so, so we were really excited. Some of what informed our town hall was feedback we got from pain management on our first focus group. So that's what I kind of centered was had subject matter experts come and talk about it. So it went really well. And I'm still getting emails from the ladies that attended asking me for slides or could they have that picture of the new clinic <laughs> that I showed. <laughs> 
and um, so they're and they're saying thank you it went really well and thanks for all the information so so we're excited <laughs> I was nervous about it and I was scared but it turned out really well great so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Cindy Clements Miller from the women's health program you're listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. We'll be back with more right after this. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may be asking yourself, should I get it? Will it help me get back to doing the things I love, like meeting friends or traveling? And can I do it without putting my family at risk? You've got questions. That's normal. So visit GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information on the COVID-19 vaccines. Getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. A message brought to you by the Ad Council and the CDC. You went car shopping. You meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to The Nine Line, Southern Nevada's source for veteran-related healthcare news and information. Here's your hosts, John Archiquette and Joshua Gray. Welcome back to The Nine Line Podcast. John and Josh here with Cindy Clements-Miller from the Women's Health Program. Cindy, with the women's veteran demographic growing at the rate that it is, um, you know, our generation, you know, Josh and I are both the OEF, OIF uh, veterans, and, you know, we served alongside a lot of women. And I think that, you know, we're going to start seeing over the next 10 years uh, exponential growth in the women veteran population. Um, you know, with the Las Vegas area growing in general, and then, of course, our veteran population increasing every year, you know, trends would say that we're going to have a large population growth in women veterans. Uh, what are we doing to kind of prepare for that? So um, women make up about 8% of the population right now. Um, in the next six years, we anticipate that's going to 11% of the population of all veterans. And um, some areas will have a larger demographic. We anticipate here in Southern Nevada that we will have a larger demographic of um, female veterans. So we are so blessed to be able to um, next year in the fourth quarter, I believe, towards the end of the year in 2022, we're going to be preparing by building a brand new state-of-the-art women's health center. Now, this is going to be a standalone center. It's going to be located by the Fisher House on the land in front of the hospital, solely for women. It's going to add 10,000 square feet to our clinic. We'll have a, a complimentary integrated health room so that some of those additional services like acupuncture, hopefully massage, and and yoga will be able to be done right in our center. We'll have our own lab and our own lab techs. So we will do our labs there 
our own parking. And so women will be able to come to that facility and, and we are hoping to grow and increase our pack teams as well to offer more services. We'll have a group room and we're gonna have a conference room and it, it's beautiful. I wish if you could see the <laughs> rent, I think you saw it. Over yeah, you showed me some of the photos, it looks incredible. It, it's gonna be gorgeous. And we're gonna have a children's waiting room. It's gonna be solely centered to the needs of our women. And eventually what we're hoping now, at the same time, they're gonna be building an ambulatory care building. It'll be, there'll be a crosswalk where we can walk over to them, but they won't be part of our building. And so um, we're hoping eventually, like a year following, now our clinic hopefully will be done FY23 at the end of the year. I mean, that's the hope. It is the government. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the timelines are kind of, you know, flexible in the government sure well plus you add into that construction companies (laughs) that never goes unscheduled exactly that's so true um so anyway um it's going to be great and we're hoping eventually they're going to build radiology out there behind us so that there will be a connecting hallway for women when they go over for their mammograms as it is now we have to send them down to radiology and we can't do that in the clinic so we're hoping to be connected with it so that it'll be you know, very safe, secure, and allow for a lot of privacy and dignity for our women. So we're planning and preparing and getting ready. We are ready for our women to come. And um, so the more we hear back from them, the better we can shape the the healthcare they want. So, you know, you and I have talked outside of the podcast, and you kind of mentioned that sometimes uh, some women veterans, you know, they, they feel like they don't like coming to the VA because they, you know, they don't necessarily identify themselves as veterans mm-hmm. um, by the traditional definition, whatever that may be. Um, you know, do you think having a, a separate facility and you know them having the ability to get services outside of the normal medical center, do you think that would kind of maybe help to to bring in more women veterans who might might have been hesitant before? I hope it will um, because we. They, women will have their own waiting room where they're not in with all of the other people that are at the VA. So it'll be more private, you know, they'll have a lot more privacy and security in that environment, I think. I believe it will. I mean, this is what we've heard over the last few years of what they want. So I believe that they'll, they'll come out and um, be actively involved in the Women's Health Center. So that's the hope. We hope they'll come. Yes, we hear that too. And in fact, in the last focus group, specifically it was stated by our veterans that when you ask a veteran if she's a veteran, she will typically say no because she doesn't really identify for um, whatever reasons that she's a veteran. But if you ask, did you serve? She will say, yes, I served. And so... I, I, there's a fundamental difference there for how they define um, their service to the country. So they did, they do want us to know they fought alongside of men and that they had a a big significant contribution. And so um, I think that needs to be recognized and um, respected. Definitely. So one of the big reasons we brought you on was, you know, first to, to welcome you to the, the VA Southern Nevada <laughs> Healthcare System, but additionally because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. That's exactly right. And while it's not quite October yet, we wanted to make sure we had you on before October 1st because you have a huge agenda of things <laughs> going on in October. And if we had you on two weeks from now, you know, a few of these events would already pass. So 
tell us a little bit about all the things you have planned for October. So in October, we're going to do Pink Out Fridays, and um, we have a lot of different things that our veterans and our C-Box and um, our, that, that are off-site and the main hospital can um, participate in. So um, we're going to start by, we have um, some beautiful white trees that we're going to put up, and there are memory trees, and we're going to begin to de decorate those. Everybody that comes in in the lobby, um, we're going to have a table there with a lot of information for women about breast cancer awareness. We're hoping to have the mammography team there to help schedule mammograms right on the spot. And um, we're going to be handing out little pink ribbons that everybody can wear for the whole month. So that's going to be fun. And then we're going to, um, we have um, a very generous donation of a beautiful uh, memory quilt that was made actually by my mother-in-law <laughs> oh, wow. and she donated the quilt and um she said her sister had breast cancer and survived and so she would prefer to see it go to a survivor so we came up with nominate a survivor so we're going to have everybody veterans and um, employees alike can submit a name and then we'll have a drawing at the end of the month on the 29th on friday and we will give that quilt away and it's already ready to go, and it's a beautiful quilt. So we're excited about that. Also, the first um, Friday of the month, we're going to have um, we're going to have everybody stop and pick up. Our privacy officer got all of these pink squares to make a quilt with some volunteers, and so they can come and get one and decorate it, write on it. Um, they can, you know, embroider it or whatever they want to do to it in memory of a loved one that maybe did not survive breast cancer or for a survivor and bring it back to us by the 29th. And then our volunteers are gonna make that into a memory quilt that's gonna be in the Women's Health Center. So we will put it and hang it up in a, a really nice um, box. What do they call those three-dimensional boxes? You know, the, the glass shadow box. Shadow box. Yeah. So we will have it in our, in our clinic for that. And so we're excited about that. And then we have, um, we are asking all of our employees to email um, recipes of pink treats to Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so they he'll hopefully send them out in our um, email, you know, in our um, newsletters and stuff so that we can just have fun with it. And we are going to be, let me see what else for that day, that specific day. Um, oh, and everyone will be able to uh, sign up to win a gift basket. We're going to be giving away um, some gift baskets. And we're asking on that day, because we're going to have a pumpkin contest on the 29th, pink pumpkin. <laughs> and so we're asking all the services and um, in the C-Box to make these pumpkins, decorate them up, glam them up, and then we're going to do this virtually. And they'll send us pictures of their team and their pumpkins, and then we'll vote the best pumpkin and whoever wins that will win a pizza party um, from Women's Health. And um, so that will be really fun. Now I heard a couple of years ago that somebody bought something really nice to glam up the pumpkin and it got stolen from the pumpkin. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about that here. So we did put a little disclaimer in our agenda saying, please don't put any really expensive items on the pumpkins. So no Tiffany necklaces or right, anything like that. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> I have a Fabergé egg sitting at home that would have gone great with this, but you oh. know. Like. <laughs> You'll have to chain it to the pumpkin. Oh, well. <laughs> 
So everybody can sign up for that that wants to participate in the pumpkin contest. The next week, we're going to be um, asking everybody to, because I guess in the past, they made ribbons and fancied those ribbons up. And um, so what we're asking is for everybody to get crafty and creative and make beautiful teal or pink ribbons and bring them to the hospital and put them on our trees. We want to fill our trees up and have them beautiful. And they can put the name of someone that they love that may be going through breast cancer right now or, or has survived it on those. And so we're going to have that on um, the trees. And um, we'll have a lot of photographs for, to share with um, medical media so that hopefully they can put that on our Facebook page. And so everybody can participate in that. We are hoping our veterans come and bring those too. And um, we want them to also do selfies for themselves and put them on their own Facebook pages. And um, that particular um, Friday is the 8th. And we are also, we decided that we would like to do something like VA Women Veteran Give Back. And so we're asking everybody to bring and donate. Um, gently used clothing that's either pink or regular colors and um, we're going to have donation box and we're going to donate that to um, a facility called the shade tree here in las vegas and they um, serve women and children who are facing crisis and they've been in southern nevada for about 25 years so they help women um, prepare for job interviews and try to get better so we're going to donate clothing to hopefully for their interviews and shade, so we're, shade tree is an amazing place i've i've been i've done some work with them in the past with some other organizations and it's a it's a really great organization good so we're excited about that because we thought you know let's do something and that's what we're asking too every week we have down here please do something kind for some person whether you know them or not just one kind thing that day for somebody because it tends to and i know it's big here pay it forward because that movie was filmed here i heard i didn't know that but i've seen the movie i didn't know that either <laughs> yeah it was filmed here in las vegas and oh. i guess las vegas is famous for pay it forward and so um it can really make your day my daughter and i went to um lunch when friday i was off and somebody picked up our tab and when she brought the tab it just said pay it forward so of course I tipped the waitress the cost of the meal, but sure. it, but it was like such a nice surprise mm -hmm. and we didn't know who it was in the restaurant, but it was just such a nice surprise. And then all the rest of the day, you're just kinder to one another. And so that's what we're asking everybody to do too. So um, our third week, uh, our third Friday, October 15th, we are bringing back, we just got approval for the pink Pearl fire truck and that's from the city of North Las Vegas and they're gonna come and um, let everybody sign the pink truck you have to sign it in erasable marker because mm -hmm. they do wash <laughs> it off <laughs> and a lot of photo ops and a lot of fun we just felt like we really needed something fun this year because of COVID and staying home and trying to um, be responsible with our social distancing and so so that'll be fine. We're going to keep crowd control to a minimum. Our VA police are going to be there with us to help us keep that down and so that we can allow people to come in and do that. It, so it's going to be really, really fine. That particular day, we're going to give away pink cookies, too, at the desk. So make sure you come down and get some pink cookies. And we're also, we have these little gift bags that um, one of our VSOs donated. 
that have the hope symbol on them and they're really cute and they have like hand sanitizer and uh, little tissues and all kinds of little stuff in the little bag so we're going to be giving those away while supplies last so that was a, a really wonderful thing that um, women um, veterans of Nevada donated for us and so and also you'll be able to win um, a gift basket that day as well so that's going to be a real exciting day also we're asking everybody on that day to wear something pink now you can wear pink hair a pink wig pink socks pink shoes pink tie whatever you want just pink out that's what we're asking so the last friday of the month we're going to do the virtual pumpkin contest hopefully everybody will be signed up for it we want them to glam it up dress it up paint it pink or teal and take all their pictures and send them in and whoever like i said earlier um, wins the best pumpkin gets a pizza party for their service and um, then also we will do the final drawings for the nominated survivor quilt and um, gift basket so that's our month we're trying to be um, socially responsible in how we do it so most of the events are done going to be done virtually um, the cbox and um, other uh, uh, VA employees can email us their nominations and email us their, you know, um, names mm -hmm. to put in for the gift, gift basket. I imagine we'll be cutting out names for quite a while and holding um, <laughs> them up and putting them in for the drawings. But that's, I mean, that's an incredibly packed schedule. That's that you a lot of stuff. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and honestly, like, most of that stuff we'll probably be able to advertise on our Facebook. Well, we, you know, for those that are more employee focused, we'll include those in the daily updates and stuff. So we'll keep people, you know, up to date on the things that are going on. But you know, most importantly, with with October, with all those things, you know, the reason is to draw attention to breast cancer and you know how how serious it is. Um, you know, for those women who you know maybe are in their thirties and you know, haven't really thought about the, you know, how serious those, those, you know, that condition can be, mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, kind of tell them how important it is to, to get screened and stuff like that? Well, hopefully by the events that we're doing, um, in the month of October, that'll tell them how important it is. Women can get breast cancer as young as 19 and 20. And, um, women tend to be caregivers of someone else. <clears throat> they, our veterans were veterans running PT and then dropping their child off on the way to the daycare center on their way to work. And um, so they tend to put themselves last. And that was part of our last focus group, the women said that. So I asked them, well, what has to happen before you take care of you? And they said it has to be a crisis usually. And so we, we talked about not letting it become a crisis before they put themselves first just like that when you're flying and they say put your own oxygen mask on first so that you'll be awake to help everybody else so that's what we're hoping to convey to them is that they really need to get these screenings one of the things that we're going to give away at the tables is this beautiful um, passport it's, it's a healthcare passport and it's a reminder of your screenings it's like a little passport and it's a health passport so That'll be a really great item. They can write in, schedule appointments, put it in there, and it will remind them of all the screenings that they really need to do to take care of their health. Um, we just hope that they will be reminded of it and sign up for their mammograms on site because um, mammography should be down there every Friday with us. And so 
Um, it's just never too early. What we hear is that typically women find um, a lump accidentally in the shower. And um, of course, then that's all kinds of stress and tension. And um, your whole life changes in that instance. So, and I wanted to talk about one of the things that Women's Health is funding for Dr. Caldi, our physical therapist, is um, she's creating a cancer surveillance program for, it's gonna roll out to women first and then to men. And um, what, what happens is, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're diagnosed with cancer, we will follow you at the VA till end of life, however many years that is. And they will be provided all different kinds of physical therapy to get through their cancer treatments, to help them with their energy groups, spiritual guidance. I mean, that's going to be a complete program with every, um, you know, every service involved in it. Um, chaplain services, um, mental health will be involved. So they'll be able to come and we will monitor and support them all the way through end of life and hope they survive until about mm -hmm. 80 or 85, <laughs> 90, 100. Yeah. So um, that's a, a really great program. They ha only have it in one other VA in the country. So we're bringing it here and it'll be a whole team. So it, it's exciting and that's part of what we're doing. Great. Well, Cindy, thank you very much for joining us today. This has been very informative and we appreciate you joining us on a short notice and by yourself because you brought a wealth of information. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm from the South. We sure can talk down there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> we appreciate it. And um, just for everyone's awareness, uh, the flu shots are here at the VA. Uh, we have them at our medical center as well as all of our C-Box. So we uh, currently, if you have an appointment, you can get your flu shot at your appointments. And within uh, the next week or so, we should be rolling out the uh, point of dispensation walk-in flu shots as well. So make sure you look into those. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you in two weeks. You've been listening to The Nine Line, a production of the VA Southern Nevada Healthcare System. For more information about what the VA is doing for Nevada's veterans, check out our official webpage at www.lasvegas.va.gov or follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Las Vegas VA. Thanks for listening.